and welcome to I'm Not Doing This Without Alcohol. My name's Denise Ferguson from Finds of Ears and today I am here with Gary. Hi Gary, how are you? Hi, I'm all right. Thank you. Sorry, I'm just topping up. Good lad. What are you drinking tonight? Cider, cider, cider. Cider, cider, cider. I'm on the... Oh, what is it the last lady called it? Furlough Merlot. Furlough Merlot. Furlough Merlot. She's probably right. So... I've never drank so much of it in my life. Moe Wednesday, in it. Wait, what we have? Moe Wednesday. Thirsty Thursday. Thirsty Thursday. Mm, oh. Yeah, I'm all right with that. Um, so, Gary, what's your business called and what do you do? So, I am the necessary evil that is Evans and Cole Accountancy. Um, mainly deal with hospitality. So, pubs, clubs, bars, restaurants, because that's my background. Was a chef for a decade. And one day I thought, looks all right, that. They look like they get paid a few quid. I'll give it a go. Massively wrong on every level, but <laughs> it was it was one of them. My wife works in the NHS, you know, a nice little 25, 30-hour-a-week job, rolling days off, and I was there doing 15, 16-hour days and, you know, seeing her when she was getting up for work in the morning and I was getting in. So it just got to be a bit of a... Yeah, before I had my kids and while I was at university, I ran pubs as well. And I would, I, what, you know, I worked beyond full time and did a full time degree. And I have no idea how I did it because it was utterly relentless. And all I ever said to anyone was, I just want my life back. I couldn't think of any other words other than, I just want my life back because it takes your life utterly away from you. It does, well and truly. I was coming home at one, two in the morning after a like horrendous shift and getting the books out and trying to study or revise because that was my time. Because yeah. you've got no other time other than when everybody's in bed. Um, at that time, I only had the one, but now I've got uh, two little ones. Yeah. So it wasn't so bad at the time. Just one of them in bed. She sleeps. She does not move. Um doesn't get up until you have to you know physically shake her not the wrong one for uh, shaking babies and stuff but you'd have to give her a good to get her out of bed so revising all night was brilliant could have a little lie in but then like you said running pubs and stuff it's 80 90 hours a week you just can't physically manage um but i found that eventually i was doing a lot more of the office work as well like looking after the accounts while I was in the pub, while I was working in the restaurant, while I was running the kitchen. Can I just stop you a second? My screen has just gone completely blank. Can you still see me? Mm Mm-hmm. And you can obviously hear me. Your eyes popping out your head. (laughs) Um, That's really annoying. Hold on. Just, I'll come back on if it dies. Oh, okay. That's weird. Maybe I need to shuffle it every so often. Now you've frozen. Oh, okay. Oh, no, there you are. Right. Sorry, carry on. Um, but yeah, sorry, train of thought. Um, you do have to stop me partway through if I go off on a tangent because I'm mm. brilliant at that. No problem. It's a podcast. Carry on. I am oh, the one that goes off. I've just literally just recorded another podcast and I went off on an absolute tangent about how people need to be kind and how I'm, it's making me feel like I'm going to start up my own um, kind of 
maybe group or something to encourage kindness because so I I'm, I'm a surveyor I'm a property surveyor and I largely help salon owners understand their lease and because I you know I've been doing this for over 10 years and I always worked for the landlord yeah yeah pretty much always worked for the landlord and and I'm sad to say now probably but as somebody who was working for the landlord I was brilliant at it because I got people to sign up to things that they largely didn't understand and as I got older and as I kind of grew a conscience or just thought about what I was doing because I was always just so proud of being good at what I did I didn't really think about the consequences and as I got older I was like fuck these people have no idea what they're signing up to and I always thought well you you've got the opportunity to get advice like why aren't you doing it and then I realized they don't think they can afford it so I switched over to the other side and I was like no I'm going to help these people nobody's ever going to sign another lease without kind of understanding it so that's what I, that's what I do now. I help people to understand their lease so they don't and they don't sign up to things that they don't understand. Which you know I'm really proud of and that's great. But I also um, a, a landlord and I've been a landlord for 20 years. Don't age me. Don't think about that. And um, I have found that you know I, I want to um, I want to in, invest more in property and do more of being a landlord and buy more properties and stuff like that. And I know that some people hate the fact that people own lots of properties and stuff like that and it's not really lucrative so don't think that everyone's bloody rich because they're not but I am the opposite because when I moved down to St Albans I had to live in rental property because it's so expensive down here until you know I bought my own property and you know that eventually happened and that's amazing but while I was down here for the first seven years that I was down here I had to rent properties and every single year or maybe two years was the longest we were ever in a property we we ended up having to move and move and move they were selling they were renovating you know I had a couple of psycho landlords and stuff like that so so because I've decided that I'm going to invest more in property and stuff like that I've been started going into the kind of landlord and tenant groups and stuff and just you know seeing what's going on and seeing how people are feeling and stuff like that you know if it's a good time to dip back into it and the venom in those groups is just utterly horrific and it's made me more determined I mean with my business I am very kind and and it's very much you know a a holistic approach to Mm. kind of property I help people an awful lot in all aspects of their business you know get in HR and marketing and all that stuff but anyway I you know it's very holistic and I try and do it in the best possible way I can because I'm giving back to people because I was probably an utter arsehole before but it's for I know it's for me I'm not I'm not being silly I do know it's for me and it's probably to soothe my soul but anyway when it comes to property I just thought you know I'd kind of see the lay of the land I'm utterly disgusted with the way that people speak to each other online because if you go online and you ask something that you think is just a simple question and someone wades in on you like you are the worst Mm. person on earth in this current atmosphere that must crush some souls because I do not have a soul I not like I am a very kind person everything like that but I am made of strong stuff you cannot wade in on me very easily and I have gone, wow, 
wow, some of the hate I get is just insane. And I just want to find this space where people can ask the stupid questions and, and can not, uh, they're not going to be trampled on because loads of groups and associations and all of that say that, you know, they're there for, to be kind and stuff like that. But once it gets too big, they can't keep an eye on that. So I just, anyway, I'm going off on a tangent, but that's kind of what no, I felt right. throughout right. lockdown that there's just been a magnified sense of venom and frustration and pain and hurt and it's made people into keyboard warriors that they probably wouldn't normally be and I've probably done that and I'm sure if someone looked back they would find things that I've said that I wouldn't stand by now so I'm not saying that you know I'm amazing and I've always been kind but I'm just saying that I find throughout this time that it's made me want to be a kind of person it's made me want to find a kind of place for people to be together Mm. Mm. No, no i get where you're coming from i think at the moment it's people are frustrated there's nothing to do yeah. there's nowhere to go there's if, if you're a gym person you can't do that if you're a yeah. pub person which i most certainly am you can't do that there's i'm both nowhere to go there's there's, there's no there's three things there's... in my life exercise the pub and holidays we've missed out on two this year and a couple of concerts but I know everybody else has, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's one of them people start thinking, well, I, I don't care what everybody else has missed out on. I care what I've missed it's out interesting. on. It's interesting. One of the ladies I interviewed recently, she said, and, and somebody had already sent it to me because I kept saying, we're all in the same boat, we're all in the same boat. And somebody had sent me the meme, which she was talking about, but she said, there's a meme yeah. going around that says, we're all in the same storm, but we're not in the same boat. And the first person that sent that to me, it hit hard because I hadn't thought of it like that because you're right even though we are all in the same storm because we are I'm still in a nice well I you know I don't live in a nice house but I'm still in a comfortable house I still have a car that works I still have a job I still have money coming in my kids are still healthy my husband's you know my husband has lost you know part of his business but you know, he's still got money coming in. There are people who have nothing. Everything's gone. You know, me as a, one of my first things that I thought about, I was a single mum for a long time and I've always been the provider. I've never had the opportunity to lean on anyone else. And that's, that's cool by me. I've, I've navigated my life like that. That's who I am as a person, which is fine. But when you're in that situation, you are always in a very tricky situation because there isn't two people to rely on. And not that I've ever had that anyway, but I could feel that fear for those single mums of, shit, what, if I lose my paid job, there's nothing else. A similar thing happened to my sister. She's on her own with my niece. Um, she was asked by, she's always been in hospitality as well. Um, she's always run pubs herself, bars, restaurants, that sort of thing. Um, one of the owners of the place she was at asked her to move to a different site. That was back at the end of February, so she did. Then obviously uh, everything hit, everything was shut. So she'd obviously, she was not on the pay for the new place uh, in time for furlough to kick in. God. So she was at home on her own with a little one. She luckily got a break and they'd, the old place said, yeah, well, we'll keep you on the books, we'll give you 80% of that. But it was a difference of about 15 grand a year. 
It's hard. So it was it was obviously a massive kick to her. Obviously, nursery stopped, all of that. Yeah. We've been fortunate. I stayed in employment up until about, when was it, beginning of September? And then I was stupid enough to start up on my own. Um, worked in Never accounts a stupid for, situation. It, it's, it's difficult. It's more difficult now. But if I can manage now, I can manage two years down the line when hopefully we're not all stuck in a bubble and all the pubs are shut. But uh, my employer put me in a sort of position where it was you either work in the office or you don't work. And that was that. So I handed me notice in and off I went. Like me and my wife had spoken. We said we were, I, I wanted to set up on my own anyway. We were hoping it'd be in the new year and everything had calmed down and so on and so forth. But it was sort of I got that push. And to be honest, without getting that push, I may not have bothered. Not, so not if so anyone's looking bothered, for a new accountant, where can they find you? Um, on Tinterweb. So... <laughs> So it's evansandco.uk. Um, gets a bit confusing. Evans with an E? Yeah, E-V-A-N-S. Okay. Uh, evansandco.uk. I'm on Facebook. I'm literally in every group possible knocking about. Uh, the main one where I post everything, though, is obviously hospitality groups. Oh, right, cool. Because uh, that's where I get the chunk of mine. And the main one I've found at the moment is everybody's struggling. A hospitality has been hit more than anything else, so... I don't charge anybody for anything at the moment because A, there's nothing to charge for yeah. and B, they've got no money coming in. Um, that was exactly what I was like. So I, like I said, I, I largely helped Alan owners and at the beginning of the last lockdown, I mean, obviously none of us bloody knew what the hell was going on. No. So I was contacting everyone's landlords and negotiating rent freezes, rent reductions, rent breaks, all of that. Definitely before any we got any grants coming in or anything like that. So when the grants come through, that was that was amazing. That was great. And you know, now it's payment plans and all of that to get it back up. But this time round, I mean, and that I was doing all of that while I had COVID. So I, you know, got it quite bad. I can breathe and everything. So that was quite well. And then I did workshops for people who weren't my clients because I was getting hundreds of messages every day going, what the fuck do I do? Set up workshops where I was showing people what to do every day and everything like that. So that, that was all amazing, but it was free. And I was working my ass off for free for everybody mm. because it was just so like, shit like none of us knew what the hell was going on like it was just such a weird situation to be in so I think it is really important I mean I don't advocate doing free work for any length of time and I don't advocate doing free work at all regularly but in that situation hats off to you because it was just I mean shit yeah one of the groups I'm in is called the Liverpool Hospitality Exchange. You know, delete that out if I'm advertising the wrong places. Um, yeah. Do what you want. <laughs> fuck it. Um, I'm in that group. It's literally full of pub and restaurant owners, hotel owners, obviously hospitality is in the name. And what I found was there were loads of them asking each other questions on VAT and tax and stuff like that. So I thought, I've got all the free time in the world at the moment. You know, yeah. my little lad's still in nursery. My eldest is in school. I'm sat at home twiddling my thumbs. So I can either be sat here in my dressing gown doing like shit all, all day. Or I can do something useful. So I thought, I'll put up a couple of these groups together. Yeah, in a way, it's a, it's a decent kind of marketing as well. Because, all right, they can't afford anything right now. But a year down the line, you're the guy that helped out. Um, so... 
I'd put together a couple, the main one being being that, because obviously the rate change for hospitality in yeah. July. Um, this is where I end up going off on a mad one. Um, so every how much did you struggle with the constant changes though? Because that must have been really um, hard. Because I've just been speaking to somebody in HR and it was just I mean, it changed literally hour by hour, day by day. Was it the same for accountancy? Oh, it's been an absolute nightmare. I think Fellow alone I, must have I fucked you up. You probably never heard that word you. in your life. I couldn't tell you how many times the furlough scheme has managed to change in the last nine months, but it is. And the guidance isn't kept up on top of because to me, it looks like the announcement is coming out before there's actually anything written about it. It does. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Because for for me, for me in property, we have to abide by the coronavirus act as well. And, and we, and it's it's retrospective so they announce all of these things to people and then I get all of the you know conversations straight away and then and but I can't confirm legally where everyone stands for another like minimum it's been four days which to people who've you know running businesses feels like a lifetime it is but sometimes it's like 12 you know 14 days and I'm like I'll tell you as soon as I've read the legislation because the, even the guidance notes they're not accurate they don't literally they don't physically tell you exactly how it stands like proper contradictory you, you get yeah. a, a message in one point and a message in the other and then like the the new guidance for hospitality obviously for that was uh, from the 15th of July everything except essentially except alcohol is going to be knocked down to five percent that you don't have to pass that saving on to the customer Um, that goes for accommodation and everything else so literally as that was being announced on the telly my phone was buzzing and ringing what's this how does it affect me what do we do I'm watching exactly the same program that you are let me read it and then I've read it and then instead of them putting it all in one neat file HMRC have then updated the VAT manual for catering uh, which is was updated seven years ago. So there's obviously things in there that make absolutely no sense to today. And then they've thrown little edits in. Um, this becomes applicable because of the new rate change from this date to this date. And uh, originally the date was meant to be the end of January and now they've changed the date to the end of March, but they've not updated that on the website. But it just, it goes mad. Um, one of the, I did this webinar uh, on VAT and, accounted for the changes and luckily m- most pubs and restaurants have like a really decent pos system so they've got a good sales system that, that accounts for the vat if it's set up uh, yeah. so dealing with one restaurant there has been fortunate enough i suppose to they started up in december they opened december last year obviously three months in and they were wow. shut um they managed to do takeaway they managed to get by they managed to turn over, have a pretty decent turnover, to be honest, uh, despite being shut for a massive chunk of time. But I was going over their VAT return, so I'd gone in for my initial meeting, and everybody hates accountants. Yeah. Unless. Oh, yeah, you file people. I get that, get that, yeah. That, 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 that's what it is. You're, you are. Um, the only way I've seen it put to me in a nice way was I don't want to do it because I haven't got time, or I know enough to know that I don't know enough. Yeah. And that's it. So I sat down with them and I'll be completely honest, I charge a fair whack for dealing with restaurants because Good. it is a nightmare. Yeah. It's it's worth it in the end, but I 
I'd said to them what I started doing was saying, tell you what, send me over the invite, give me an invitation to zero, send me over your spreadsheets, whatever. I'll look at that. I'll give you a quote and tell you how I can help. So fortunately, this particular client had sent me their zero invite over. I'd looked through it. There was fuck all in there. So I really, oh, God. Yeah, couldn't quote for anything. Um, I'd gone in, sat down. He'd asked me for a price and I said, well, it, it, it depends, mate. I said, I can't give you a price. Said, well, why not? And he said, well, I said to him, well, it's a bit like me saying, I want to order some food. How much does it cost? Well, what do you want? Exactly. That's, that's the point. So eventually got it, looked at a zero and I said, what have you done about the rate change back in July? Uh-huh. <laughs> Sounds it, like me. On the, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Put in the computers. Well, what's the food and drink split? Like alcohol, wet and dry, all of that. Oh, this, that, and the other, 60, 40. We sell more booze than we do food. Okay, smashing. Uh, looked at it, give them a rough calc. Uh, it took me about two hours to go through um, that three months worth of like income and outgoing and stuff. I said, okay, so looking at that, you're overpaying nine and a half grand in VAT. Um, I charge 10 grand for the year, like for that particular restaurant because they're a big size. So I said, before I've even sat down and done anything, I've already mitigated my fee. Doesn't always yeah. work. And- no, that's exactly what I do. So I had a lady contact me who um, was opening up a massage parlor, not a massage parlor, but a massage parlor, local to me as well, which was amazing because this year I've firmly said to myself that I'm going to, as I say to my husband, be kind to myself once a month because I'd realized that, you know, I've been doing this 10 years and I, you know, holidays regularly and you know I spend money on holidays and everything but I just don't spend money on myself at all for any other things and I was like no every month I'm going to do the nice things spa what you know little hol- whatever it is I'm going to do anyway she said she was opening a massage parlor before she opened it up she sent me the lease and everything and you know I helped her and everything and literally VAT She'd been told that she wasn't liable for VAT and everything. And they'd managed to word the lease so that she would be liable for VAT. And I was like, bang, that's nine grand. I've just saved you nine grand. Bang. It is. It's it's the way it works. For me, you can't always do it, though, can you? You know it yourself. You can't always straight away save money. No, but, but I always nice give value. You can. It's, I it, always it give value. It is. Absolutely, it's about adding value. So yeah. a lot of my clients want monthly management reports. They want to see where they're at. They want to see what they're doing. And that it's pretty basic. Any accountant can do it. But me personally, I worked in hospitality for a long while. I know the ins and outs. Yeah. I understand it. If needs be, if, if somebody rang me and I've done it over the last few months and said, I'm a man down in the kitchen, I've still got my whites. I can still do it. I, I like doing it now that I don't have to do have it. Have to, yeah. So I'll go in and I'll do five, six hours and help out here and there and everywhere. Won't won't jump on the dishes. Can't fucking stand it. No. Never liked it. Don't want to do it. And to be fair, they're still paying me for it anyway. So it doesn't I think that's the reason I started running my own business because I don't have to do the shit side of it. <laughs> and that's for other people to do. Thank you very much. Anyway, we're coming to the end of the podcast. So tell us if anyone needs an accountant and you're in the kind of hospitality industry, and especially at this point where you need someone who's properly going to look at your books and save you all of the shit and everything. 
where can they find you? Uh, so the website is evansandco.uk. Oh, yeah, you said that before. Are you on Facebook and Instagram uh, and yeah, LinkedIn yeah. and everywhere? I can't work out LinkedIn for the life of me. Um, my, uh, I've got no idea. Uh, and my Message me tomorrow, we'll sort that out. Oh, brilliant, thank you. And my Instagram is full of chef pictures. So the nice ones is in the food and the not so nice ones that you'd expect to be going on in a kitchen. Um, we'll ignore that. Fa- Facebook.com slash Evans and Co Accountancy. Have a look, find it. I try and post as much annoying shit as I can. Good. Just for people to see it. Uh, I post in loads of different hospitality groups. So if you're in there, you've probably seen my name knocking about. And the likelihood is that I've got a client in there as well. Just ask. Oh, good. Okay. So we end all of the podcasts with the eight mile moment. So I don't give a fuck what anyone thinks about me. I make that very clear on all of my podcasts. And I love Eminem and I love the eight mile and I love how he does all of his rap battles by saying the worst things about him. He's skinny, he's white, his mum lives in a trailer. So that his opponent can't say anything bad back to him. So, Gary, what are the worst things about you? The fact that I can't think of the worst thing about me. So you conceited asshole. Uh-huh. <laughs> there you go, conceited asshole. No, I do, you, we all have a worry and a panic here and there, and most of mine is it's imposter syndrome. You feel like really for, for me it is. It, don't get me wrong; it's brilliant when I save somebody a few quid, or in the last case, thousands. But I do constantly have the feeling that I'm not doing it right or I'm not doing enough or how the fuck am I being paid for doing this I'll knock that out of you in a minute oh brilliant um but for me it's it's that it's having a panic and I get in a downer dead easily I can have one teeny tiny thing go wrong and that's me off for the day and insecurity massively my wife hates it she's getting to the point she's right you're wrong yeah she's getting to the point now where it's it used to be all, but it's okay. It'll work out all right. And yeah, she's she's gone well past that. Shut now. up, you tart. It, it, pretty much. She yeah. looks at me with the, you know, the look that I'm not even going to entertain you. No, no. But yeah, that's, it's me down to a T, but everything always turns out right. And I always, everything works out. I, I do, I know I do well enough to land on my feet, but. I can't help but have that little panic over everything, but that's that's me. Don't worry, I'll knock that out of you in a minute. I was literally about to say, we'll talk offline, and if anyone who's listening knows me, knows how much I hate that statement, ping me an email or we'll talk offline makes me want to stab people. <laughs> so I can't believe that just came into my you head. Said it. Yeah. I hate it. DM me, message me. No, no. Say, tell me what you want and we'll talk. Yeah, I've just asked on loads of social media places if anyone is doing because so I've got a massive family and I obviously can't go and visit them for Christmas because even when we come out of this, it's going to be six people and there's four of us and there's thousands of them. So I'm not going to be able to do Christmas with my family. So I've I've accepted that. So it's just us four this year. That's fine. So what I said to everyone was, all over social media, because um, I'd already looked online at, at, at all the big companies and it 
that wasn't making me feel happy. So I sent everywhere in all of the kind of business groups, does anyone know somebody who does Christmas hampers that can do like a bespoke Christmas hamper for me, food, drink, alcohol, snacks, all of the things, two adults, two kids. Because I wanted it to be this big, amazing thing for Christmas and for an independent company to make the money and not Fortnum and Mason, John Lewis, you know, all of those things. Yeah. Didn't work out very well at all. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, well, I did get thousands of messages. I, but you know, I've got loads of hate messages as well as I'm becoming acquainted to. But that's cool. Anyway, um, thank you so much, Gary, for being on the podcast. And as always, if anyone else wants to be on the podcast, you can contact us at info at find dash surveyors.co.uk. Say goodbye, Gary. Bye. Thank you for Bye. having me.